Hello and welcome to Unfiltered with Alexandra, a show for anyone interested in healthy lifestyle and positive mindset. Broaden your perspective by listening into casual conversations and unfiltered real talk I have with people that inspire me. Many of them I've met on my travels around the world. Welcome back to the Unfiltered Podcast. We are all unique results of our own histories and paths, words spoken by Sally Woodridge in today's episode. We met a few years ago in India, where the talks around chai, great food, have found their origin, spiced up with some odd humor. Traveling together on small road trips, sometimes bigger, discovering beautiful Jaipur and so much more. She is firstly of all, a beautiful human, a musician, a creative, a traveler and a yogi. Following your creativity and letting life unfold and that it's okay to let go of expectations and not listen so deeply to the inner critic. Join this conversation with plenty of giggles, positive inspiration and some extra noises sometimes in the background. My apologies for that. Please like and share this episode in your community. Without any further ado, let's start this conversation. Cheese. Cheese. Okay. Um, yeah. It's, uh, oh, it's official. It's recording. Oof. Oof. We're live. We're live. <laughs> Sally. <laughs> Um, I always love this beginning of this podcast. <laughs> okay, this is the right tone. Um, how to, to start, Sally? Welcome, and um, I'm very happy you accepted my invite to be a guest on the unfiltered talks that I have with friends and people I meet around the world. So big, big welcome. And I'm going to give you a little bit of space to uh, introduce yourself to the people listening in. Oh, thank you. Well, super nice to be invited. And, uh, you know, any excuse to have a chat with you. <laughs> any excuse. Um, okay. <laughs> any excuse. You know, you know there's a, the, the, this is just long lasting. Eh? This is forever. This is like, you know, infinite. Oh, okay. So now I have to be all serious and professional. Okay. Sorry. No. Okay. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> this is a great start. Okay. Hey, I'm Sally. <laughs> um, I am um, various things. I um I suppose musician is probably like first and foremost-ish. Yogi is also first and foremost-ish. <laughs> um, artist, um, traveler, lots of things really. Um, yeah, and we met uh, three, two, three years ago. I can't even remember. Yeah, back, half, back, back in the old days. We, we met back in the old days. <laughs> Oh, you're back. Okay, it paused a bit. Sorry. Um, yeah, we met about two and a half years ago, um, and a teaching training. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yo yoga. I'm not really sure yeah. what else there is to say about me at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think there is a lot of things to say. It is more yeah. in the way how you say it, and what I already liked is that yeah, slash like musician, and there is like yoga and there is like traveler and mm. everything this combines and how we met is basically a combination of all these things together that is mm. 
how we met. Yeah, India again. I am meeting a lot of people India. in India. Sweet, <laughs> sweet, sweet Mama India. It <laughs> is. It's interesting how lives are um, connecting in different ways. And how our lives got connected as well, just over drinking chais, eating chapatis and rice. And the, right. I think <laughs> the thing in common back then was only yoga and that mm. rolled out into friendship and that got even Absolutely. more. So yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, exactly. You said in the beginning, and that was an interesting thing that you said, uh, music, musician. Um, mm -hmm. um, can you give us a little bit more of an insight is that is that like already something that you know since you were really young uh, did yeah. it start on a later age go on give it no, give us it give was, us the uh, juice in there give me the <laughs> the music the music and sally thing yeah that was that's for as long as i can remember really um I don't know what age I started having piano lessons, but I remember my sister having piano lessons and she would come home and she would play what she'd learned in her class. And I would be like, well, <clears throat> this is what I learned and sit down and bang on the piano. <laughs> Probably like four or five years old, like do, 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 do. <laughs> um, but I would, uh, my mum used to play piano a little bit as well. And I would just listen to what she was playing and I would learn it and play it back the piano parts so um oh wow yeah that was quite I can't do that anymore <laughs> but apparently as a five-year-old I could um <laughs> yeah so then I learned I learned lots of instruments I went around quite a few um in primary school so I learned piano and violin and flute um and then secondary school I left violin behind and um I learned flute saxophone and singing um and so like classically trained mm. western musician um sorry like the western classical tradition is what I'm trying to say um yeah in like every ensemble orchestra choir going like always being driven to a different rehearsal um my sister was the sporty one and I was the musicy one um and Yeah, and then into things like musical theatre as well and amateur dramatics and all of those things. And then eventually I went to university and I studied music um, as a bachelor's degree. Um, yeah, and I used to enjoy doing a lot of composition as well. And I think in hindsight, it's really interesting to have realized that it was my meditation my yoga or whatever because um there's there's nothing quite like having to concentrate and play a piece of music when <laughs> you're playing with a group of people you know like you yeah. can't let other people mm -hmm. down and it's total focus and you totally have to be in the moment um because moment yeah you let, I think I had you, that yeah you let slip something in that group of people that's playing together and You might, you yeah. might, it's very good possible you might mess up the whole ensemble yeah. that is playing together. It's really like, okay, we can pick up on that one, but we might need to have a talk afterwards, Sally. What was that? Exactly, exactly. You pay attention. Yeah. It's, it's good that you mention this, by the way, because I listened to uh, or overheard and I had a discussion with this uh, with somebody else just a couple of days ago 
the interesting concept that nowadays uh, mindfulness and meditation are very often mixed up. And mm -hmm. as I definitely believe that there's, you know, there's so many apps out there which are definitely beneficial for a lot of people. There's so many things out there that is called meditation. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a very but, broad. Yes, but I do now. think that a lot of these things that is called meditation is being in the moment is mindfulness training instead yeah. of the one-pointedness that is focused on in meditation. Um, mm. Can you then mm. say that playing an instrument, playing music is more as being in the moment because you really need that focus. So it is describing deeper towards meditation as just being mindful. Just, um, okay, quote unquote, just being mindful. Yeah, yeah, I suppose, yeah, it absolutely depends on the definition um, mm. of, yeah, the difference between the two, but there is something very um consuming or consuming and focused about playing a particular you mm. know a piece of music especially something that um is maybe challenging or yeah. um yeah or, or I, new to you yeah I can relate to it because I did okay I did not do it for a long time uh but I did play the piano when I was uh younger I think I was yeah. I started when I was around eight something like that, mm -hmm. eight or nine. Mm -hmm. um, I think I played for maybe four or five years. Uh, I did not really have the patience to sit still in a chair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how come? <laughs> it was not really my nature. I did like it a lot, though. But the um, over and over repeating sections until that section was going without any uh, discomfort, without any, yes. uh, yeah, that it was just flowing as it was supposed to be flowing. And then mm -hmm. jumping up and down in the room from proudness, from I did it, <laughs> I got it. And you can almost say that that is the same thing if you drop into meditation, not into mindfulness, but really into meditation. And then coming out of that, it is almost mm. that same euphoric feeling. I did it. I yeah. did it. I got it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And like what you're describing as well, the drills, you know, having to practice scales or mm. whatever it is, or a particular section over and over again, yeah. it's, it's the same. You know, I can't, um, I can't just do a handstand. I have to do all the steps before mm. it, it mm. or I can't do a particular asana, you know, I'm going to have to build into it. It's yeah. the same thing of like I'm dedicating. It's the dedication, yeah, mm. the, the devotion to to a practice. That is and, definitely that. Yeah. I and I think I never realized the similarity between the two until yeah. we just started. We've never talked in this way about no. it, <laughs> and I realized, ah, oh, okay, realization yeah. number one from today. So that's it. Yeah. yeah, I remember I had this like epiphany moment about it maybe um maybe sort of six months after I did my teacher training and I was back in the UK for a really brief moment and um I was talking to a friend and or someone new who didn't know much about me and I was talking about music and then about yoga and I was just like oh oh my gosh that's that's what I miss that's why I miss it as well mm. because 
Um, it's something that, you know, you get engrossed in and that you are fully present in and you, it yeah. allows that busy mind to switch off. Yeah. That's really beautiful. If you can say that you, um, when we met uh, in, in India at the teacher training, the music was not being that big part of your life. No. And, but over Definitely. the course of over the last two years, it became again more important. Uh, was this Absolutely. because of the interest that you had as well with Chrissy singing mantras and starting yes. to play more uh, yeah. instruments again? Absolutely. Yeah, well, I think um, before I came to do the teacher training, um, sorry, before we met at that teacher mm. training, um, so I had done my own training before that, mm. so... There was probably a good, I don't know, 18 months, two years where I wasn't really making music at all in any sense because I was mm. traveling um, and I didn't travel with a ukulele or anything. Mm. And, you know, you can't just join a choir or <laughs> whatever it is. Um, and occasionally you'll find, as we did in in um, beautiful Mandala and cafes and places mm. that we, we spent time with, um, you find a group of people who want to play and want to jam and yeah you know sort of edge your way in a little bit to those moments and yeah that's when I think it started to sort of dawn on me that oh yeah I really miss this you know I haven't I haven't had this in my life for two years and it's been important in my life for 30 years yeah. <laughs> I probably should <laughs> I probably should pursue this a little bit more again and um then yeah discovering you know mantra and chanting and kirtan and that I can combine the two mm. you know combine yoga and music was just a bit of a revelation and um, and that yeah. it it can be more more of a sort of purposeful practice for me. yeah yeah so it becomes basically um Many people start with a yoga training for their own reasons. Uh, mm. There's the list why to do a yoga teacher training is long and it's a never ending Absolutely, list because yeah, everybody yeah. has their own little reasons for that. Their own story. Yeah. Yes. Um, what I've discovered after that some people will actually become yoga teachers with it. Uh, others do it for their own personal development, but it's all in the years after the training that people start to develop their, uh, their own way, uh, finding their own way into how to express this knowledge, what they've gained at a training. From, okay, how can I serve others uh, with all this in the back of my mind? And yeah. with you, it came that the music became part of it. So, yeah. you know, yoga teaching is, of course, it's the asana. But mm. there is so much more, and it almost looks it's like the yeah, yeah, it's it's almost that like you have found more the bhakti side of the yoga instead Absolutely. of the asana side. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, especially from a teaching perspective, I still practice yeah. asana for myself, yeah. um, and I like teaching yin and some vinyasa. But it's really, it's not my. I think it's really a calling for some people. Yeah. You know, they they find their passion yeah. in teaching asana yeah. and I enjoy it and I um, enjoy teaching yin but it's yeah playing music bhakti um, chanting is is much more part of um, my life based on all of the other experiences of mm. my life and so I can yeah. draw those into into yoga um, in 
yeah in a in a different way and um actually linked into that is pranayama because obviously breath work is yeah. going to support the um uh any singing or chanting and music that you do but also being yeah. able to direct your energy um through pranayama is just super helpful with that so yeah it's, it does all you know it starts to unfold but I think you're absolutely right about how um it's in that time after your training you know teacher trainings absolutely serve a purpose yeah um for giving you a foundation knowledge of how to teach safely and you know a foundation of asanas and all of the rest of it but it really is for me just the very tip of the iceberg um, <laughs> and it that's is, where yeah. that's where your journey starts <laughs> is to to start to explore what what it means for you and how you can relate it into your own life yeah and as well from uh if you have that uh if you have that dream of um of being a teacher then what is the voice that is expressing from that? And each and every one is different. Like you said, you know, it's very good to learn how to teach asana because that is what we in the West see as teaching yoga. But as well, give yourself that time and uh, the freedom in that to start finding your own expression and in your own way, uh, how you uh, use this vehicle of yoga uh, to bring more towards the people around you, definitely. Mm, it's it's almost going into that next question because I I wanted to ask you from how does your present day, like nowadays, how does your yoga look like? As in yoga in the biggest sense of the world, uh, mm-hmm. the word and the, exp- my God, my English today. In the world. <laughs> in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Genius. <laughs> um, because I recognize it within mm-hmm. myself. Me as a person, I need the physical movement daily uh, because I have that need into me if I am not tired in the evening physically tired my body is not going to fall asleep my mind is not going to rest and it's going to be like a almost a vicious negative spiral that Mm -hmm. I lose it so I need active physical movement every day and I recognize that for me as a person so my yoga definitely is in the asana aspect daily activity Mm. as in pretty intense Besides yeah. that, it is living in the moment and mostly meditation. Like meditation yeah. for me is walking, sitting, whatever, dropping into meditation multiple times per day. For you, if you would say, what does your yoga look like right now uh, in where you are? Because you live in France, the West Coast of France right now. Yes. Um, yeah. What's your yoga like? What's my yoga? Um, it's a really interesting question. And actually around New Year's, I did a whole series of posts of what I've realized my yeah. yoga is. Mm. <laughs> because exactly what we've just said and about um, realizing that my music was yoga in mm. terms of a, a, in terms of a practice. But on a daily basis, um, I, I do some asana practice, but it's very short. It's maybe about 15, 15 minutes sometimes it's just sun salutations sometimes it's just forward folds and stretching out my hamstrings and some yeah small small things some twists um in order for me to then sit because then I teach pranayama um 
daily and I'm sitting for that. And then I practice my own pranayama um, for about half an hour. And then at the moment I'm doing a, um, a sadhana practice for 40 days, learning Hanuman Chalisa, which is 40 verses of Sanskrit, which is just about starting to sit. And I'm on day 36 or seven or something, and it's just about oh, wow. landing. <laughs> I've almost got it. Um, but so that all takes quite some time. So it's quite a ritual in the morning. Yeah. Um, and once that sadhana has finished in a few days' time, then I will still be chanting um, daily, but only once instead of like five times. <laughs> um, but absolutely. So that's like my sort of morning set practice. Mm. Practice. But I definitely would say um, being on the beach, um, going for walks with um, my parents' dogs and... Um, we're growing lots of vegetables and stuff at the moment. Um, it's that time of the year to get digging <laughs> yeah. and to get everything sorted. Um, it's sort of, it's having little routines and rituals in order to, yeah. to become present. Because for me, like during this time, I find it really hard not having um, a very structured schedule. Mm. Um because I'm in the very lucky position that I don't have to um, earn an awful lot of money at the moment because I'm staying with my parents. Um, but it does sort of just leave you at a bit of a loose end sometimes. Um, and it can be difficult to motivate. So this is why like the routine in the morning has become really key for me. Yeah. Um, and and teaching. Teaching um, in some ways brings me more presence than my own practice. <laughs> Again, it's a bit like music. You can't let people down. You know, I can't yeah. let my students down. I have to be present during that moment. So teaching in itself is a practice for me. Yeah, because Absolutely. that is that is in order to uh, in order to give, I recognize it myself a lot with the coaching as well. Um, mm. I have to show up a hundred percent and exactly. the sirens in the back is totally normal. <laughs> it will pass. It's just making pass. nothing to do with me. No. <laughs> so everybody listening in, this is normal. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> well, just to phrase back. And I think this is within, um, my own role as coaching people. I show up a hundred percent and I am basically asking from the people that are following the coaching to show up a hundred percent and only then you create basically the yes. magic is happening because we yes. both show up a hundred percent um if you are teaching one-on-ones privates that is definitely the same case uh mm. i am asking the people from hey do in the work you know put in the works to get the results out of their Exactly. If you are teaching group classes, it's sometimes a little bit more challenging. But you see that if you as a teacher, a guide, a coach, uh, whatever role you have, you have to show up a full 100%. Yeah. You have to leave everything aside yeah. for that hour, half hour, whatever it yeah. is. Because, you know, you're you're guiding people through either movement or, you know, um, observation of their own body or yeah. whatever it is. And yeah, you you have a sense of responsibility for them. So absolutely, yeah. you have to show up 
but whereas in my own pranayama practice no one's gonna know if I drift away I mean (laughs) again it comes back to but that's the practice (laughs) um that is the practice to show up and to 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 show up in that yeah oh my god back to like the devotion of it to you know why am I here why am I doing this um exactly and that is the practice but I find that things like teaching or making music with other people really um ensures yeah. <laughs> that presence that presence definitely yeah. do you believe in 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 being multi-passionate absolutely yeah absolutely um we're all uh gosh we're um what's the word i'm looking for we're all results like individual unique results of our mm. own histories of our own pasts of mm. where we bring up um sorry of of our education of our culture Mm. of of absolutely everything but then I've moved and I've I've traveled and I've met different people from other cultures and other paths and other traditions and so we're you know just this whole big jumble of different experiences and things and I I couldn't possibly Mm. just be one thing (laughs) um so absolutely uh various multi yeah multiple passions for for lots of things and I think um uh I think if you can follow those passions and follow um those sparks of interest whether or not you're good in uh in quotes quotations at those things or not doesn't really matter it's what you're you're following your creativity and I think this is like the quality of of the essence of life of you know that whatever you want to call it the totality yeah. universal yeah. energy whatever is it's just following what makes you spark and yeah so I have music and I have yoga and I have Thai yoga massage which I absolutely love doing and again that's all about letting energy flow and mm. um I do art things as well and yeah so many things that yeah I couldn't I couldn't just do one thing not just <laughs> not just one thing, but a combination of it all. It is also a little yeah. bit if you allow yourself to uh, to try out um, to try out new things and not being afraid of trying something out and failing at it. Um, mm. I see it as you know if you go into the ultimate into the yoga asana for example would be trying out okay they say then the king of all asanas is handstand whatever uh you have to learn certain skills to get there uh it's also learning how to be creatively uh able to express yourself and for some people that would be drawing or this would be music and it's mm. also trying out, if it is a dream of you to try out something new, go do it. It might be super scary in yeah. the beginning. Um, I remember my dad saying, I love to make drawings. And I always had these little notebooks that were uh, just filled up with scribbles and little drawings. And then all of a sudden he asked me, he said, why don't you try to do that on big paper?" And I, I remember I was only like six or seven at that time. I was really young, but I just loved drawing. I had all these little drawing yeah. books. They were filled up with colors. And I was really like, oh, <laughs> it's scary. Yeah. But then he gave me big paper and he didn't force me. He just gave it to me. So it was in my room. And I started on these big papers, really small. And then yeah. it took me 
probably a year to make use of the whole paper because paper. I thought it was scary. I was making little squares on the big paper to only <laughs> fill up the squares. <laughs> and then after a year, he managed me to get me mm. out of that um, comfort of using the little paper. And he said, no, yeah. use the whole thing because he was an artist as well. So he was drawing always That's and cool. I was sort of like looking over his shoulder what he was doing. So I was trying to yeah. his behavior in that. I think you touched on something really important, though, which was um, letting go of the expectation. And um, this is the key thing, you know, is to approach things with curiosity instead of, um, you know, having to be perfect. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's it's, it's very often that it is fear, probably, what is people holding back for trying out something that they're not familiar with. But then I think back on the simple things that we learn as children uh you learn something new almost every day and yeah fear, to walk fear, to talk to, eat, to everything you know <laughs> fear we, is not holding you back then you you don't no. start, you start to talk eventually one day maybe not perfectly but you start to talk <laughs> <laughs> absolutely absolutely and i think we have such a negative connotation with the word failure yeah. um you know, and it becomes a full stop, you know, failure, the end, you know, yeah. <laughs> and um, it's something that I'm really, you know, learning still, I can very much like intellectualize it, but to practice it mm. is is a challenge in itself mm. to to push past the failures and to see the failures in, in inverted commas as, um, as lessons and just, oh, okay, you try again or you try slightly differently. Um, what helps yeah. you to... to- <laughs> What helps you to um, to give it a go and to try? Um, I have I have a journal for the year, and in the front of it, I've written "Just do it." Like, <laughs> just not, do it. Not mentioning anyone else, but it's a great slogan. Honestly, it's brilliant. Yeah. You know, like I think it's those. Um, Killing the critic, killing those second, third, fourth, fifth voices, because the first thought is normally what you want to do, right? Like I'm hungry, so you eat. I'm thirsty, so you drink. I'm tired, I go to sleep. I want to do a handstand. Oh, but that's scary. You know, like, and then we allow our second and third and a fourth, fifth uh, thoughts to come in and to just stop us dead. And so I'm really trying to... Okay, we were slightly frozen. Can you Did hear you me? Did you get some of that? Yeah. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> we are just going to take it one step back. <laughs> All right, we'll say that again. <laughs> just repeat that again. I don't know why oh, we were frozen. Okay. <laughs> the second and third, fourth, fifth thoughts, those things. One. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's a practice that I'm trying to really do this year is to listen to just that first thought and try to shut off the critical thoughts and um and see that as my intuition you know like just as I would eat if I was hungry I should create if I want to or I should play music if that's what I'm drawn to um and to try to let go of the expectations but definitely to um yeah just quiet those critical voices because we definitely all have them Oh, we all we all have these inner critics, and the inner critics is the hardest critic ever because yeah, uh, we're all our worst Yeah, it's <laughs> really like it's really like, oh my god. Sometimes I hear myself talking, and they're like, 
Okay, Alexandra, <laughs> take a deep breath in. Exhale. Exactly. What is this whole yeah. thought about? Where is this coming from? Yes. Um, yes. You are your inner critic, but you also are the person, as in D capitals, uh, to uh, give that validation that you are doing a great job, that you mm. are a great mm -hmm. artist, and that you are a great person. Um, Absolutely. That is not somebody else the validation should not be coming from the outside yes. it should be yes from within you uh where this mm. is coming from and yeah again there's something like i can intellectualize but to practice is really challenging and so one of the um one of the little skills that i'm trying to use is um my my what ifs come mm. into action so like oh but what if someone hates it or what if someone says this or what mm. if it's a disaster and mm. to try and change them into the opposites the light-hearted what ifs what if I yeah. just try that what if I just give it a go what mm. if I just go for the run or whatever it is so if I just try this class yeah, and so to yeah that I'm trying to change those what ifs yeah <laughs> I think do just Give it a go and just do it to, to allow yourself to be a little bit afraid and then laugh really hard about yourself after. Yes. Your, uh, uh, your level of afraidness, I'm not sure if that's a word, but your level of afraidness is, is, <laughs> is, is, uh, is completely disappearing when you have done it and you have accomplished maybe something exactly. a little scary. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And like, again, you were saying just about, uh, you know, like to laugh a lot, you know, yeah. like Santosha is is key. It's, a, it's, it's part of yoga. You know, we have to be cheerful and be a bit more lighthearted. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it doesn't live. matter. No, just it doesn't live. matter. Yeah. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just live this life, please. Live this life. Yeah. Um, yes. Okay, I am asking this to everyone, and it can be someone famous, somebody infamous. It can be somebody famous for you, but not known to the rest of the world as being famous. Um, if you could have, probably for you, it would be a cup of tea or chai, because you're not a big coffee drinker. Uh, <laughs> if you were to have the chance right now to sit down with somebody uh maybe somebody who is still alive somebody who is not alive anymore who would this be and what would you ask him or her oh there are so many people <laughs> i know but to go with one <laughs> um actually because it follows on from what we've just been talking about there's um a writer called um julia cameron Okay. And she wrote, um, basically, it's a 12-week course called The Artist's Way. Yeah. And um, two of the key things to do is, the first one is to write daily pages. They're called morning pages, and you just have to write. The first thing you do in the morning is just to write and write and write, and you get rid of all of these critical thoughts. You write them down, and you get rid of them. Um, and then the second thing is every week you take yourself on an artist date to fill up your cup, yeah. inspire yourself. Um, and what she does in this book, so it's a, it's a book um, set out over 12 weeks. You read it over 12 weeks. But what she does is she brings together people from 
all sorts of different, what I would call art, um, writers, musicians, composers, um, artists in different mediums. Mm. And they, and she quotes them all and they all are saying the same thing, which is that it's not me that's, that's doing this creative work, but I'm letting the creativity flow, letting go of expectation, letting go of the need to be perfect mm. and just doing. Um, but she brings it from all sorts of walks of life, all sorts of different famous people throughout history mm. have said the same thing. And it's so interesting. Um, yeah, I would just love to sit down and chat with her because she just has this quality, a way of drawing um, that out of people to to understand the universe in this way. Mm. She she talks about um, she talks about God or universal mm. uh, totality, creativity, yeah. whatever you want to call it, um, and her way of calling. Um, God, if you don't like the phrase God, is to say, oh gosh, what is it now? Good, orderly. I can't remember what the D is, but it means flow. <laughs> you know, with the flow. Yeah. Oh, that's so annoying that I can't remember what the D means. Um, but just, yeah, you know, just think of God as this flowing of life, this flowing of creativity. Yeah. Uh, yeah so she's, I don't know what I would ask her. <laughs> just teach me <laughs> teach me how it's to just, I think it is much to do as well um I would definitely uh put in the show notes and the name the, na the name of her mm. and, and of her book so we'll write yes. it down for the people listening in so they can look it up as well um surround yourself with people that inspire you that is Absolutely. first of all that I am always I'm, I'm pro to that you know who's filling your cup and yeah. uh, and and this is not only with the people that are literally around you, but also the books that you read, uh, exactly series that you watch, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You can go on your and on about diet. that. Yeah, yeah, your whole life in, diet, it, yeah. <laughs> not food. Yeah. yeah, your diet besides what's on your plate. Yeah. Um, and this means that sometimes people are not directly accessible or maybe they're not alive anymore, but then still we can read their books yeah. and we can watch documentaries about them to be, mm -hmm. to be still be inspired by their energy, by their, uh, what they had to share with the world and their, their understanding, yeah, yeah, their understanding. Absolutely. So yeah. So even if I'm asking this question and sometimes it's really like, it's a tricky one for some people to answer. It's really like, it doesn't have to be complicated, but who is just somebody who inspires you at the moment mm -hmm. that you would like to sit down with? And mm -hmm. maybe it's not a direct question, but just having a chat like we are having right now, these are yeah. inspiring conversations about exactly. all kinds exactly. of topics that are just I rolling out. Yeah, and I really feel that this is something that we um, are lacking during this time because, you yeah. know, we met over sitting and having chai after the end of classes and yeah. uh, being able to just sit and have those conversations or passing yeah. conversations over breakfast or whatever it is. And yeah. we're just, we're lacking that at the moment. We're lacking that contact, that um, yeah. community. Community has been a huge thing that I've realized I need. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, having been I, pretty isolated for a year. Yeah. Um, and I it, understand it completely makes because big we difference. need that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and to take energy from, not take to, uh, 
yeah absorb energy from others yeah. to to it's it's not so much that you take it because yeah, take because it of because That's of the combination yeah <laughs> it, it definitely you take it because you deserve it <laughs> but it, it is the 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 people that come together uh, there is this inspired spark. by their yes energy. and this yeah. the, this creates energy and then you walk away from that conversation completely mm. like yes I'm charged again yes I can do this mm. and you feel yeah. much more inspired doesn't matter Absolutely. how you see it yeah definitely and I've listened to your podcasts with you know lots of people who I actually know yeah <laughs> um and it, it's exactly that it's um me listening to these podcasts it's like sitting down and having a chai and listening to people talking and being inspired by them and it's yeah. it's really something that we're lacking at the moment so thank you yeah. <laughs> it's it's <sighs> Yeah. Thank you for being. <laughs> thank you for being one of uh, of the guests in this in this whole series. And oh, I have to welcome. say that <laughs> when I started this, um, I gave myself the green light to bring this out, and mm-hmm. um, it's been a beautiful journey so far. And uh, I am very much planning on letting this journey continue for a long time. <laughs> and um it's just been amazing and the same thing as well having you here right now having this conversation exactly it is like recorded it is for life you can always (laughs) listen back to yourself again to be inspired Um. for things (laughs) but it's true it's the thing that we're we're lacking and it's uh it's really important it's really important to be able to yeah have these conversations to have contact you know as humans we need contact with other humans we're not we're not isolated beings and I think a lot of the messaging in the current situation in the world is stop contact stop contact and of course this means keep your distance but on a subliminal message we're constantly hearing hearing this stop contacting and it's it's really it's not healthy for us it's against Um, our nature it is it's against our nature and you can't go against nature of uh of someone because that is always millennia there you go it's always gonna win okay um any last words of wisdom (laughs) yeah the pup the pup is also making its presence Uh, we have everything today so it's (laughs) the sirens and the puppies (laughs) um words of wisdom I think uh, one of the most important things I've learned this year is to to try to be present to, and and I think that's what a lot of our conversation has been about is shutting off the busy mind, the overthinking mind, and to to try and go with try and go with the first thoughts, to um, do things that you're drawn to do, and you know we've we've life is now. So, life is now go life live. is now do it do the thing that you want to do <laughs> and go live life is exactly. now and go live it it is uh, it is a beautiful thing yeah i'm gonna say thank you thank you and thank you and <laughs> i am you. sure that we are gonna see each other next month in europe uh we're gonna meet again <gasps> yeah, yes. so exciting <laughs> it's I gonna get a be- hug. oh my gosh <laughs> 
<laughs> it's gonna be like a, a real hug definitely for that so I'm gonna do my best to see a few people when I'm in Europe and you're definitely one of them so so that far so exciting thank you so much I'm gonna wish you a beautiful evening because it's evening time for you thank you for carving the time out of your day and a big namaste namaste you're so welcome thank you so much it's beautiful